Yeah. So I, you know, did my business into the cup. I bet it was huge. I- and then I was like, oh shit! Like I don't know, like how to angle myself because I'm standing right. and I'm trying to. I ended up working out way better than I thought I was going to. I was thought I was going to do it like at an angle, but no, you just you just put it on like a hat. Mm. That's what it was. <laughs> it was just like a normal cup. Yeah. It wasn't like a special dick cup. No. Well, I mean, it it's it's perfect for it to fit over the head of a penis. Um, not if that's not my head. Saying. My head is huge, dog. <laughs> yeah. I'm all head. Yours is a freaking pipe, right? No, it's like a really small, no shaft. It's just head. <laughs> just head. That's it. It's like, you know, uh, what a, like a mushroom. No, no, yeah, like a mushroom. Just a mushroom. Just chilling in my pubes. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Save It For The Show. This is episode 144, and I'm Dan Fields, and like I said on last week's show, I'm breaking the cardinal rule, don't do the show if Eddie can't. Well, Eddie is on vacation, he is in Las Vegas, and so of course I'm still doing the show, but I'm not doing a solo show, I am having a couple friends on. It's going to be an interesting show because I have two guests separated by time, and with the first guest, he's a friend of mine, a friend of the show. He and I do another podcast together, The Dead Inside Show. And yesterday, Dylan, Dylan Shuck, told me, Hey, Dan, I'm going to donate sperm. <laughs> and I said, Dude, that's a story. I want to hear about it. I, want to I, knew, you, I knew you'd be all over it. I knew you'd want, you'd, you know, you'd want it on there. I did it just so I could get on the show, actually. Wow. That's, that's a that's lot. That's the only reason. You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to give the intro of the show. You know, this is someone's first time listening to the show. Maybe it's somebody who is a sperm donor aficionado, and they search for podcasts about sperms and cum <laughs> and jisms. And so to you, friend, you're listening to a podcast where every week – me, Dan, and my usual co-host, Eddie, share stories. We make each other laugh. We have a good time. I know that sounds like every stupid-ass podcast in the world, except ours is special. It's, it's different. It's different. It's genuine, and we have a good time. But like I and said, raw. very raw. Oh, God. <laughs> raw. Raw like your hard penis in your hand in a San Diego sperm clinic. Oh, Just man. raw. So, so yeah. So Dylan told me he was going to do this. I said, Bro, "You don't even know anything about it. Either. You don't know why. I didn't tell you anything. I just said I'm donating sperm. You, uh, you said we should talk about it. You said I'm donating sperm. And at that point, I was filled with questions. Last week, I got a massage, and I've often thought, "Hey, what's it like getting a rub and tug?" There's these certain things that I feel like they as could a, combine that together. Like, yeah, a massage place and a sperm donation. They combine it together. And they like, you know, pay you, but not as much. That seems like a loophole, right? I mean, you give blood, you give urine. Why not give sperm? And it's just extracted by a beautiful, busty nurse. An Asian woman. An an Asian, busty nurse. Or a dark-haired milf with a small mouth and blue teeth. Or or blue eyes. (laughs) Or an aspiring porn actress. Yeah. But seriously, I feel like that would be a legal loophole that a massage parlor could get around, it would have to, they'd have to collect the sperm. I don't though. think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think so either. So so Dylan told me, now this is something I, I could have easily Googled, right? You know, I'm sure there's plenty of people who've written about this, talked about it, but I said, no, I want to get Barbara Walters on this. I want to interview Dylan. I want to talk about it. And so, yeah, so here we are. So, so what led up to this? I know you joked about saying you would do it for the show. Now, I should say, I don't fault you for that at all. Often I find myself doing things knowing that it's going to be good content for the show. So if that's true, 
Like going skydiving or something? Yeah, exactly. Or jerking off uh, with a stranger. <laughs> so <laughs> This is going to be so good for the podcast. I'm going to jerk off with a stranger. <laughs> but, so, uh, but otherwise, no. What made you do this? I actually did it for noble reasons. Um, uh, my sister, my only sister, is in a same-sex uh, relationship, and it's donated to her partner. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I wasn't, I wasn't going to do that. She had talked to me about this forever, and I was like, no, I don't want to do that. That's weird. No, I don't want to do that. That's weird. And then I just had, I don't know. I, I, I think I came back from New Year's and I was just hung over and feeling like shitty and feeling like I needed to do something good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I called her and told her I'd do it. So this is months later and they're freezing it and shipping it off to her. She lives in Wyoming. So uh, yeah, it's going to, it's, it's, it, that, that way it can still be like the genes of the family in there. This, this changes my entire line of questioning right now. <laughs> Everything is just taking a 180. Okay, so <laughs> hold on. Now, I expected you to say you're doing it I for know. fun, you're doing it for money. I thought I was doing it for, for money, and I kind of, I guess I should have revealed that at the end. No, I'm glad you didn't reveal it till now. You saved it for the show, dog. Yep. Now, one thing I was going to ask you, though, is if you would have been okay. As a man, knowing that you did put sperm in a bank and that somewhere around the United States or wherever, there was going to be a Dylan Jr. running around. I know. They gave you like they they gave you paperwork um, to like if you want to leave a message for the kid. Mm. And I wrote party on Wayne. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> well, I knew it was going to yeah. my sister. So it was just, <laughs> I, I, want, I didn't know where in the paperwork my sister would get that. Uh, so that was just like, oh, she's going to listen to this and she's going to know that now. Whatever. Anyway. That's she, awesome. Let me know if you, if you find that. But um, uh, anyway, so uh, wait, the, the whole pro- – the paperwork was ridiculous. Mm. And I couldn't have sex or masturbate for five, three to five days, they said. Three to five before. But he leaned on the five. Like, okay. So I was like, okay, like that's a lot. That's 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 never. I've never done that since I've been an adult. Gone that gone that long. I think. What do you think the longest is you've ever gone? <sighs> this th- these four days. I mean, seriously, I, yeah. Is that probably the longest? Jer- not sex, but since, jerking off. Yeah, at least jerking off. Yeah, just it, probably since high school. Yeah, it's this is probably the longest I've gone. I was a volcano waiting to erupt yeah. and the thing is i know okay so when you go and do that you don't just give you don't just go in there come in a cup and leave right like you have to give blood they have to mm. blood test you they have to give a urine sample they have to do a physical not blood they, to, they don't take the blood from your dick too do they <laughs> no i asked them to <laughs> i asked them like you know it's like some weird like uh i don't know like sadistic type of thing i was like can you draw the blood while i'm masturbating uh, kind of help? yes please and put this <laughs> up my ass they would not be able to do that yeah. <laughs> So I took pictures. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you the pictures, or, or I'll I'll tweet it to you. Not that probably sounded weird, but I took yeah. pictures in the room. Yeah, right? please do. So I guess I'm jumping ahead. So anyway, I, I sat down and I had to write out all the questionnaires and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it was a lot of questions, a lot of HIV questions. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, they're so afraid of giving somebody HIV sperm that uh, it's just you have to sign over and over and over again that you don't have HIV. Sure, it makes sense. And I don't that I know of. I said I kept writing that I know of. Right. Well, who hasn't banged a prostitute with no condom or shared a needle? Maybe you yeah, do yeah. have it. I was like, yes, shared a needle. Yes, I shared a needle. That's good. I kept writing. What if this is how you find out you have AIDS? Oh, dude, I, all I was thinking <laughs> is I'm, they're doing tests and they're going to call me back and let me know how I am. Oh God! Or even worse, they don't find out your sister gives birth to an AIDS baby because of you. Or then her partner gets AIDS also. 
E O I mm, I don't know. I don't know if that would work that I way. I think that would. Well, your sperm would get in there and give you AIDS. Well, are they doing like in vitro? It's not like they're going to, you know, a doctor's not going to take his hand know. and throw the funny. sperm at her wife. I, I had to talk to several different people and they kept asking me questions like, are they going to do this? Are they going to do IVR? Are they going to do this? This I was like, no fucking idea, dude. I don't, I don't know. I'm just the farm. Right. That they're just farming the fluids. The thing about it, I have to go in there and have Jack off in a cup. Then they have to poke me with a needle, take blood out, and then I have to pee in a cup. And then they, it's like, I was like, Jesus, I'm just giving them all the fluids I can. Yeah, the only thing left is shit. Yeah, and shit, and I didn't spit. But yeah. other than that, it's, I didn't sweat either in, in anything. Yeah. <laughs> Can you sweat into this? We're going to put you in the sauna. Oh, man. Sweat into it. Anyway, so. You probably sweat from jerking off so furiously, though. But the funny thing is, oh, I, I of course, I can't help but make jokes to the guys, right? Oh, so, yeah. Like, giving me, it's like I have, like, seriously 25 pages of things to questionnaires to answer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and, and you, there's gross, like there's like lists every disease ever. That, and, and I'm like, do you guys give us this checklist first to kind of get us in the mood? Yeah. <laughs> because it, it's a weird order they do everything in. But um, it, it was interesting, too, because I, you know, I hadn't uh, masturbated or had sex in five days. And I keep adding or sex in there to make me sound less pathetic. Well, you know. Uh, so, you know, I'm excited that I get to go and masturbate finally, but then I'm terrified about needles. I haven't, I don't know the last time my blood was drawn, so I was really scared about that. Oh, well, drawing blood is a lot different than giving blood, too. It's so quick. It's Oh, yeah. it's. But I get it. it. I get it. I, I was afraid, but I, I would ne- I'll never be afraid of drawing blood again because I literally, I didn't feel like it at all. It Good. was the most painless thing ever. But anyway, Good. I'm scared of that. So I'm, it's a sweet and sour mix, right? I'm like excited <laughs> that I finally get a, you know... And then I'm bummed out that I that I have to get stabbed with a needle. Right. So anyway, sweet, sour, uh, and salty. I would say. So, so they lead me to the room, and I I need to go to the bathroom first. So I go to the bathroom, and he's like, "Okay, this is the room you're going to be in." So I'm like, "Okay." And then I come back, and he's gone, and the room's just there. So I'm like, "All right." So I guess I'm just supposed to, you know, start doing it. So uh, no, wait a second. He didn't give you any instruction. Like, here's the no, magazine. No, but the thing was, he came back. So I closed the door, locked <laughs> it. Oh. I didn't. I didn't. I hadn't pulled my junk out. I was like deciding, like strategizing how I'm going to do this. Right. Right. I was I started looking at the magazines, and they have videos. Wow. Great videos. Great videos. I wanted to take it with me. I was like, "Can I take this with me, dude?" Hold on a second. I, I want to get deeper in this. So you're in this room now. What are the videos? Are they DVDs? Is it a computer that's loaded up to Pornhub? It's DVDs. There's there's Hustler DVDs, and I took pictures of both of them. I'll 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 so send it to you. Are, we'll, we'll tweet them out. These are Hustler DVDs. So you're, are you seeing full penetration? Oh yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> it was it was full. Yeah, it was it was full blown pornography. You know, there's a Hustler one. It's called okay. It's called the magazine bonus DVD. And it says, "Call me at one eight hundred eight ten slut." That's that's what the, that's what the movie's called. <laughs> I was, you know, they could have gotten one that was a little more tasteful, or even these were thrown in with magazines. Oh my god! And there's another one that says, "Julian's POV pinups, Platinum X Pictures." Oh, featuring Fallon. There's a girl named Fallon. Oh, I'm not familiar with Fallon, but I'm. Sure. And there's all sorts of magazines. I was wondering, like, what would a gay guy do? Like, if would a gay guy have to bring his own stuff? Or just jerk off. I mean, or maybe like, let's say you're religious. Well, if you're religious, first of all, if you're religious, it's all locked. It's closed up. You choose to go into it. Well, and that's what I was gonna say. Anyways, if you're religious, you're not giving your sperm to your gay sister's wife. You you probably hate your gay sister because you're that religious. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah. But it's closed up, so you can choose to look in the cabinet or not. And all these things have been touched and fondled by other 
guys. Oh, yeah. So uh, to even start. So remember, I closed the door and then he came and knocked and I was like, oh, crap. Oh, I, I, and then he explained to me what I do. Here's a cup and you have to just do your thing in it. And the second I do it, I have to write the time on it. Well, thank God you weren't lubed up and like already jerking off when <laughs> you came back. It was like literally 15 seconds. So I was just looking around the room being like, okay, how's this going to work? I've done that move and before where you haven't had to do this because you don't have, you know, a wife that you hide jerking off from. But one time yeah. I was jerking off and my wife was like at the grocery store and I was just fully jerking off, you know, just oh, lubed yeah. up with lotion, not real lube. And mm -hmm. she came home and I hadn't came yet. So I had to put my like jeans back on with like a super lotion-y dick. Did you go to the bathroom? Well, I, <laughs> I did. I went to the bathroom and I was so finish close. Up. I had to finish. Yeah, I just yeah, had yeah. to. Oh, I got to go to the bathroom, babe. I'll, I'll be right back. Yeah, I really got to poop. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. If you hear any sounds, that's me straining for poop. It's a big one, baby. So anyway, the thing is there's a big comfy chair in there. Ooh. No way am I sitting in that fucking no. chair. No. I was not going to sit in that fucking chair. No, I mean, a, a they, lot of guys would put their bare ass on that chair and just work it. <laughs> well, I realized after that there were like these blue towels, a, a pile of them. And I was like, okay, that's for cleaning up. And I realized afterward that's for putting over the chair. Ah. I didn't, I didn't realize that at the time. Gotcha. So I just was like, I'm just, I'm just going to stand, you know, I don't need to sit down I need to get comfortable. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny as I was talking to somebody before I went and they were like, you know, you, you're gonna ask for a magazine or whatever, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, it's been five days. They can give me a Sears catalog with the automotive section, and I'd probably be good with that. <laughs> Seriously, or yeah, I guess you could always go on your phone too and just load something yeah. up. And yeah. they should have probably put a computer chair in there to really make most guys feel at home, because I feel like most guys jerk off in front of their computer. Yeah. So yeah, that's that would have been smart. Like bring your computer with you, <laughs> free Wi-Fi. There you go. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, you know, there's a couple different models on the uh, different chapters mm -hmm. in the, on the DVD. It was the last time you looked at a DVD porn. Yeah, when, when I was in college, I remember, so this was like 2000, my then-girlfriend, now wife, I remember I said, I'm going to buy us some pornography. And I did. I bought us a couple DVDs. Uh, oh, gosh, I wish we could. I could find those now. They've long That's, been burned. They're good to have. They're good to have for when the, like, you know, internet goes down or the power goes out or, you know, like. Oh, yeah. You need it. I don't know. You're, you know, when you're in, you, you bring your portable DVD play, player with you to like Disneyland or something like that. It's good to have on that, the teacups. Right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> my, my computer doesn't have a DVD drive anymore, and neither does mine. I have a Mac Mini. It doesn't. I haven't had a disc drive. Exactly. And now in years. And the other thing is more evidence. That's the nice thing about the internet. Is yes, oh, yeah. you have a browser history that you can erase, but oh, there's incognito mode. Yeah, that's jerk off mode. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, I like how they have the the excuse they say for incognito mode too, is is so hilarious. Here, let me. See, what what is the excuse it says for? Like you know how it says what the purpose of incognito right, mode and, and is. And for anyone that doesn't know, in Google Chrome, the web browser Chrome, you can basically go into incognito mode. Anyone can find this. It's just you just do it. It's under like file, and you open a new browser window that's an incognito. And it basically doesn't track your history. It doesn't cache anything. Okay. What's it say? This is what it says. You've gone incognito. Pages you view in incognito tabs won't stick around in your browser's history, cookie store, or search history after you've closed all your incognito tabs. Any files you download will be kept a secret. Going incognito doesn't hide your browsing from your employer, your internet service provider, or websites you visit. Yeah. So don't, so don't look at porn I at work. It used to explain the reason it was... The, the, the reasons were, but I guess they figured that everyone thought that was really funny and everybody knows what, what incognito is well, for. Well, I can tell you that I jerk off a lot in incognito mode because I know the hotkey to open an incognito browser. It's it's Shift-Command-N, if anyone's wondering <laughs> on a Mac. And it has a picture of a guy in like a 
like the, yeah. the crime dog, like the neighborhood and he's just watch. just watching you while you masturbate. Right, it has like a pervert, like a peeping Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's literally a man. It's like a glasses and top hat, like a spooky man is the incognito man. So anyways, all right. You're there. You've got your videos. You're turning. You pop- I'm sure this be fans. What? I was saying this is, this is way different than what we talk about on the Dead Inside show. Yeah, for anyone. <laughs> Anybody tuning in, they're like, whoa, this is... They're usually talking about comic books and zombies, and now they're just talking about masturbation. That's all we're talking about. Yes, this is 20 minutes long about Dylan jerking off. So Um, so you're in there, and talk to me about the lotion slash lube slash honey, Crisco. Like, what's going on in there? No, they don't. I I didn't use anything like that. Did they have anything there? Uh, I didn't even pay attention. What? I wasn't thinking. Yeah, I didn't didn't think about that. You went dry? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Just hawk a couple of loogies. Okay, listen. Do you normally? No, I'm just I know, of course you are. Do you normally go dry? I'm not. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. More, I'm. I'm. I'm a natural lubricant type of person. Why, on God's green earth, would you not treat yourself to some sort of lotion when you're at because home? Because it's more evidence. It's more stuff hanging around. You know, I don't. I, I don't know. I just don't. Dude, it's just when you. I'm. Teach his own, my friend. Listen, when you make love to a lady and you go inside of her, do you want it to be dry as a bone, or do you want it to be moist and ready to go? Well, the thing is, when the lady's with me, she's already moist and ready to go. That's what I'm saying. So you go in. She doesn't need anything extra. Maybe with you, they need some extra. That's not me, what I not mean. So much. I'm just saying, <laughs> when you jerk off, you're trying to recreate the vagina. Oh, I see. So oh, I why see. would you go dry? Old school dry. It's to each his own, my friend. All right, fine. All right, so. I'll tell you this. I've jerked off dry maybe once in my entire life. And it was because I was too scared. It was like sandpaper. It just wasn't, I don't know, like I, you treat yourself, man. Anyway, uh-huh. so you go dry like some sort of animal <laughs> and you just blast in the cup. And now I know, okay, the longest I've ever. Oh, and, and here's the thing is we're used to tabbing it out, right? Yeah, where you opened a bunch of porno tabs. And I kind of want to treat myself, you know, so I'm like, all right, I don't want to rush, rush through this, but it's not like I want to take forever in here. You don't want the guy, you don't want to be in there for a half an hour and he thinks you're weird or in there for 10 seconds. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's, and again, it's not necessarily about my perception to the people out there. It's, I still want to enjoy it a little bit too, right? I want to treat myself. Right. And the third model, I wish I got her name. She was a great treat. She was a real treat. She was my real treat. (laughs) And she was really hot. And, uh, yeah. So I, you know, did my business. Into the cup? I bet it was huge. I, and then I was like, oh, shit. Like, I don't know, like, how to angle myself because I'm standing right. and I'm trying to – I ended up working out way better than I thought I was going to. I was thought I was going to do it, like, in an angle, but no, you just you just put it on, like, a hat. Mm, that's what it was? <laughs> it was just, like, a normal cup? Yeah. It wasn't, like, a special dick cup? No. Well, I mean, it it's it's perfect for it to fit over the head of a penis. Um, not if that's not my asking. head. My head is huge, dog. <laughs> yeah. I'm all head. Yours is a freaking pipe, right? No, it's like a really small, no shaft. It's just head. <laughs> just head. That's it. It's like, you know, uh, what a, like a mushroom. No, no, yeah, like a mushroom. Just a mushroom, just chilling in my pubes. So wait, <laughs> so you hadn't jerked off for five days. When I was having my girl, one of the things they said was to abstain. And so I didn't jerk off for two weeks. Okay, it was intense. I feel like eventually you just go numb to the world around you at that point. It was difficult, and then when I, I thought it should be no more than ten days. You sh- because sperm dies inside of you. So well, the men's sperm die. That's the thinking. The men's sperm die, but the girl's sperm don't because they're hardier. Which 
makes you have a girl. So well, maybe you. I'm going to have a son, then, my friend. I'm going to have a son, and it's going to be my son. Well, you may end up having a niece then by this measure. And then when I finally did come, I, I jizzed a bottle, a, a pint. <laughs> a pint of cum came flying out of my penis. <laughs> so I can only imagine after five days. Mine was, I was, I was, I was unimpressed by the amount. But then again, I, I'm not used to seeing it in a cylinder. Right. Like to see how much. So I have no idea. That's true. Like, it's it's a different. It's like I'm looking at it differently than I normally look at. I usually just see it in a nice little right little uh, hat sprayed all right. over your chest or on a on a yeah. woman's <laughs> bosom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mean, I'm used to just seeing it right all, all over my chest, you know. So it didn't look like that much. Yeah, crazy. And then uh, yeah, so then the, uh, that was you know washed up mm-hmm. and made sure the the cap was sealed. Wrote down the time. Yeah. And then there's some nice soap and water in there, and you wash up and. Oh, I made sure to close the cabinet and turn off the TV. <laughs> also, I had the sound down because I could hear people in the other rooms. Oh, man. You, like, I was just like, think how many times they just hear porn just blasting. In yeah. Them. it's. Do you think there's guys that go and do this? Because I, I was curious about the money because I was wondering how much you got. I figure it's probably a couple hundred bucks. I mean, not you, but another normal yeah. guy off the street. And it's kind of a weird way for a man Let's say you're a dirt ball and you don't give a shit that your kids are running around. You're getting paid to jerk off in a room, and, and you normally you pay somebody for that kind of yeah. treatment. But it's, it's the other way around. And yep. in your case, it's it's a really I, I commend you for doing that. It takes a pretty big man to know, like this is going to be your kid. Now that dynamic is going to be interesting. The baby will be in Wyoming, so you won't see him or her all the time. Ever. But no, ever. are you going to refer to this baby as your niece or nephew? Or Yeah. Yeah. Well, we told – yeah, of course. Uh, when I said that's going to be my son, I was just joking. Because mm. I, I even told – like when I first decided I was going to do that, I told a friend that. And I was like, it's going to be my son. And she's like, you can't think of it like you that. You can't. I'm, like, I'm, I'm totally kidding, like obviously. But we did agree from the beginning that we weren't going to lie to the kid. Right. Yeah. If they're seeing a kid, I told her I'd try this once, and if it doesn't work, it wasn't meant to. Well, be. it's tough. Getting they've already tried. They've already tried before. So this is you know, it's 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 not. There's no guarantee that this is going to happen. That that's the thing. You spend your entire life trying not to get pregnant. Getting pregnant yeah. is not easy. And IVF or whatever way they're going to do, it's expensive, and sometimes it's it's difficult. But- I think about the people that have been trying to get pregnant forever and can't, and how like frustrated they must think about like you know the teenagers that get pregnant out of nowhere. Yeah. And, Several times and all that stuff. It's just uh, got to be. Are these awful duggers who get pregnant nonstop? Yeah, who just are just you know breathing children all the time. Well, anyway. I'm gonna tell you what. I don't want to get too deep in the duggers, but I think some of those kids maybe they've been kids from his other kids. Could you imagine that if they come to find out some of those kids are actually because he's you know had sex with some of his daughters? Like, have you seen the movie Old Boy? No, is that what that's about? Just watch Old Boy. Okay. Or it's like Craster from Game of Thrones. Yeah. When he's he's inbred kids, then he's inbred with his inbred kids. Right. That would be a pretty funny meme. Walder Frey. Somebody, yeah, Walder Frey. If somebody would have done a, a meme of Craster with the Duggars. But anyway, good for you. I mean, listen. And then after that, they drew, drew my blood, and I was freaking out. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being freaking super easy. And then I had to go pee in a cup. And then they're like, now we got to do your physical. And I was like... Is this person going to do what happened when I was 12 years old and they had to grab my balls and cough? Seriously. And uh, it was a woman. So I was like, okay, it's not going to, that's not what's going to happen. She's not going to come and grab my balls no. unless I ask her very nicely. Well, you just came too. So you probably wouldn't even gotten yeah. hard. It would have been good. 
no, I could have gone again. That's what I told her. I was like, I go again, baby. Atta boy. And listen, if it doesn't work out this time, I'm going to tell you what you do. You fly to Wyoming and you have sex with your sister-in-law. Oh, yeah. I told her, I told her originally, I'll just smash her out if I need to. I was like, that's what I'll do, Haley. I will just get it done if you need me to. She wouldn't care. She's gay. It's your, you don't care. I mean, you could even put a sheet between you, like how the Orthodox Jews do it. Or like a glory hole, even. Why not? <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. I know. I'm just kidding. So, listen, you are a champion, and I appreciate you coming on the internet on my show and, and sharing your story. Coming in the room also. Just it's been a day of coming for you. So, but you have your other guests waiting in the waiting room, correct? Yeah. So, we'll, we'll say goodbye to Dylan. Thank you so much. Dylan and I will be doing our Dead Inside show. When does the Fear of the Walking Dead start? I haven't start? announced it yet, but I'm sure and it's going to be announced soon. And uh, I'm sure, you know, probably a week or two, in like two weeks, we should do one. As long as we have some news to talk about. Yeah. We'll no. do an episode of it because people are asking. People, You know, we got to give them what they want. The fans are clamoring to hear us together. So, hopefully this... And, Helps. Also, I uh, I figure I announced. I think I'm going to do um, with uh, one of my friends do a Lost rewatch podcast, and I've been kind of talking about people. So it really? is interesting to do a Lost rewatch. Uh, let me know because we might be doing that here uh, pretty soon. It'll be hmm. short. It'll be quick. You know, the 20 minute episodes, 30 minute episodes, something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're going to do it for for forever, but quick and easy. And we're, we're thinking about it. Otherwise, nice. I'll never rewatch Lost ever. No, me neither. But it's a great show. I, I sometimes I think about that show. It it was definitely one of the best. Me too. And I, it's really fuzzy at the end. So I really want to. I want a recap of it. And I've tried to go back and rewatch it, and I can't unless I have to. So anyway, so that's there it. you go. All right, man. All right. Well, listen. Thank you very much, my friend. I appreciate it. And yeah, follow Dylan at Shuckster S C H. Yes. Go ahead. S C H U C K. That's just. Yeah, well, no, Shuckster, S-C-H-U-C-K-S-T-E-R. S-T-E-R, yes. There right. you go. Follow I'm just him. I'm used to spelling my last name. Well, you should be by yeah. now. So thanks again, my friend. I appreciate it very much. Hi, man. Hey, welcome back, I guess, to the second half. Not welcome back. You didn't go anywhere. You've just been sitting at home or in your car listening. And now on to the second part of the show where this is a, a very special double bonus episode where once again eddie's not here because he's a loser and instead i'm having a great friend and a super supportive friend again double friend of the show (laughs) uh danielle who has been super great you write in questions did you buy a shirt i did so i bought one for me and my husband oh booyah look at that (laughs) so you've just been super great known you for years we went to high school together hi and, you know, I've gotten grief in the past that it's a bit of a sausage fest it on is. the show. And I kept saying, I got to have Danielle on because you're super funny and we have a lot in common. We can share stories about being functional, alcoholic parents of children. Right, right, right. And, you know, we both grew up together in Las Vegas. So all sorts, of, all sorts of craziness with that one. All sorts of craziness. We went to high school together and we knew each other. But I wouldn't say we were super friendly. No, we had like like parallel like friends, like friend groups, I think. We did. Well, we had a really good mutual friend, Shelly, right. who in a weird way, this is just how high school is, I guess. You have like a friend <laughs> that you're really good friends with. However, that doesn't really, there's no transitive property of friends where I wasn't friends with her friends and I don't right. know. Right. And we went to like a gigantic high school and I don't know. I think I, I was a little like out of it in high school. I, I I had tons of friends and I think we were like in the same orbit of each other, but mm-hmm. there were times where I was super checked out 
because my boyfriend went to a different school. And when you're with somebody in high school, you're like, I don't give a shit about these guys in my high school because I got this other guy going on. So right. I think that that kind of checked me out of a few circles. Yeah. No, I don't know. I My memory's so bad, too. I mean, I guess that was, what, 16, 17 years ago, which is kind of an eternity if you think Seriously. about it. But the funny thing about us, so we weren't that good of friends. At some point, though, I did a website for you, which is kind of weird. And it's, it's so weird. It's for your dad's koi pond business. So this, like, we started that project when I was living in Eugene, Oregon, because my then boyfriend, now husband, was getting his MBA at U of O. Mm. And I was bored out of my mind, and I just decided not to go to grad school. And so I was running my family's company, which builds freaking koi ponds, which is the most random shit ever. Yeah. And we needed a website so bad, and it was like in the very beginning of like MySpace and stuff. So it was like, hey, you should be friends with Dan Fields. I'm like, oh, hey, Dan Fields. And I looked at like one project you did, and I was like, hey, maybe he could hook us up with this website and it ended up being super awesome and it was cool yeah and it's crazy but that started like us being friends and then i started to, like that was when your son evan was born and mm-hmm. nicole was taking pictures and then she oh, ended up doing right. my wedding i forgot about that yeah my wife yeah. who's an amazing photographer shot your wedding she shot yeah. like um didn't she shoot some of your kids too maybe she did, she did our engagement she did which Amazing photos. Um, she did our wedding on Catalina Island and came over yeah. for two days. And then she did our maternity photos with our first son. Like, best photos ever. She, like, I'm so sad that she doesn't do that anymore. I know. Because I'm like, where, there's nothing pretty about my life now that Nicole doesn't take pictures <laughs> of it. Like, all my life just looks kind of shitty. Oh, before it was stop. like, wow, look how awesome my life looked. Because Nicole is so amazing. Oh, that's so sweet of you to say. Well, I wish she was back in it, too, because it was nice when she was making money. And right. <laughs> now she's just some freeloading mom face Dude, who, know. you know, a freeloading vodka mom, like I call her when before we started the show. So <laughs> the, the other funny thing <laughs> is I essentially, I feel like set you and my sister up on like a date where <laughs> I knew you and I said, this girl is great. She has a great humor. My sister is the same way. She's funny. She's a weird sense of humor. And I kept telling my sister, Andrea, you have to somehow hook up with Danielle, you guys need to have coffee, just do something. <laughs> and of course, you guys became good friends. And She's like my best friend. I, I was just texting with her before we got on. Like, she's my favorite person ever. Isn't she? She's so great. She's she's my, my mom's soulmate. I don't know what I would do without I her. Like, we're always, Scott's like, could you imagine if you didn't have Andrea? You'd be like like one of those depressed moms who doesn't have any friends. No, thanks. But yeah, Andrea's my favorite. She's going to hear that and just cry. <laughs> I know. She will seriously cry. I know. She cries instantly, too, which is my favorite thing. She's a very emotional gal. <laughs> you know, she's a very emotional gal. So, yes, <laughs> we all have that in common, and we love to drink. I mean, I yes. feel like that's something, gosh, do we appreciate a beverage. I really am. I, I hate to say I'm a drinker, but we're, like, moderation-ish drinkers. <laughs> but this is, I, I feel like right now is a time where it's not important for me to focus on not drinking. Yeah. Things are just, these kids are tough. At the end of the night, I really need a drink, so. Yeah, so you have, what, a three-year-old and a one-ish? So we have a four-year-old and a 10-month-old. Oh, boy, yeah. Just a load of bullshit. And they're, whatever, fab, everybody knows you love your kids and they're fabulous and whatnot, but it's tough. This business is tough. Yeah, no, it's, and nothing else satisfies, like a drink. Like, I just, 
I don't know these people who don't drink, what they do, how they get through their life. You know, what's their release? Do they have, uh, they, they collect stamps or they, they beat their kids? Like you need to have a release. And if it wasn't for alcohol, gosh, I don't know what I would do. It's just not, it's not in the cards for me right now. I, there, there'll be a time later on where I'm like, yeah, maybe we should lay off for a month or something. But right now, once these kids go to bed, I'm like, let's, we need cocktails. It's a mandatory cocktail hour every day. Yeah. So well, it just has to happen. And everything about a cocktail is great. It's not just the drinking, it's the ritual, it's making it, it's the smell, the way it sounds and the glass and the, the ice clinks into it and you, you pour in a shot and... Yeah, and then of course, like a beer, like I'll drink beer all day long, and that's great too. I mean, I will not discriminate against anything <laughs> that has alcohol in it. I will drink it and enjoy it. I feel like it's more like legit if you're if you actually care about what you're drinking, and you're not just like <laughs> here like a dad like sitting on the couch like drinking a whole bunch of like cans of Bud or something. Right. Yes, but if that's I true. actually like care about my alcohol or like have an interest in beer, I'm like, well, this is a microbrew. So there you go. We're having this tonight because this is I'm a connoisseur of alcohol. Hey, what, <laughs> it's kind of like, I don't know. It's whatever works. alcoholic ish. <laughs> if that's what lets you sleep well at night and rationalize it, then please, by all means. Or it's like Mad Men. I feel like I, I can't help but be slightly influenced by that show where oh, we're having a tough conversation give me some alcohol. Like <laughs> Absolutely. Everything, whether you're celebrating a win or a loss, you just got to, you know, uh, dampen the whole thing with a little bit of booze. I agree 100%. But I'm with you too. I think back on my parents and I, I try to think if they drank when I was a kid. And of course, my kids are aware of what we're doing and they're aware of what drinking is, but they don't know what being drunk means and or right. having a buzz. So I wonder what they're going to think when they look back. Like, boy, my parents... Sure drank a lot, and it's because I was a terrible piece of shit child. <laughs> it's totally true. I, I mean, I was raised mainly by my mom, and she wasn't a huge drinker. Mm-hmm. I think she's a bigger drinker now that, like, the kids are out of the house, and, like, she and her husband now, they've been together, like, 10 years. It's, like, this renaissance for them because, you know, I can't imagine, like, you marry somebody, and they already have kids, and you have kids. So once they're out of the house, that's, like... That's like the beginning of your relationship. You guys get to hang out and drink wine and like. Yeah. So my mom's way bigger drinker now than she used to be, <laughs> which is hilarious as an adult yeah. to see that. But like when I was a kid, there was not a lot of alcohol in the house. Yeah. So, but college, that, you know, that opens your eyes a little bit. And then. Sure does. When we went to Eugene for grad school, that's like, I feel like college on steroids. There was so much drinking involved that. Yeah, it really formed our adult lives, drinkers. <laughs> oh, that's true. I I could talk about drinking the entire show, <laughs> but one other thing I, I want to talk about too is the great thing that you do is when I'm on the show and I make either my wife sound like she's some frumpy old broad or that moms in general are just you know these sexless lamos. <laughs> you always send in an email to say, hey, that's not true. You know, we're great and we're horny. And listen. I may play it up a little bit for the show at my wife's expense, and I shouldn't even be talking about her at all. She gets very mad when I, I talk about her in plain <laughs> plain terms like this. But I do appreciate when you call me out to kind of say that, listen, there's it's not like you get married and you turn into some frumpy old uh, witch that just wants to stay in the house. And So thank you for Dude, keeping me honest. It's, it's difficult. It's like as a mom, you don't ever, I don't think you ever picture yourself becoming like, I don't know, like I always think of the mom on home improvement. 
yeah. in that show like, yes. just pissed me off as a kid. I was like, Jill. this fucking guy. Yeah, Jill. Like, are you kidding? Like, she married a man child. Like, I don't, maybe that's just my, my mom staying home with me and like raised by a mom. And I, I watched this shit. I'm like, well, it's a good thing you got divorced, mom. You could have been married to this jackass. Right. But like, I, I'm always, uh, ladies like to get it on. They're not, I, we're not sitcom moms. We're like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to say we're all like these like horny, crazy, oh, I know. sexy, less girls, but I don't know. There's definitely a stigma about moms and you become a mom and all of a sudden you're just this like mm-hmm. apron wearing, cake baking mom. Like, uh, right. Not, not so much. I don't no, know. No, you shouldn't be. Well, you know, speaking of TV shows, you're right. Because then you take like uh, Everybody Loves Raymond and Deborah. That's another woman where, you know, okay, listen, in advertising, they always make men seem stupid. They screw up the laundry. They can't cook. And that's fine. But then in TV shows, they make the wives seem terrible. Like they're always on their husband's case. The husbands can do no right. This, and they're both not true. I mean, there's plenty right. uh, all over the place. I, I think the difficulty when you get married is it's hard to keep things interesting like you said your kids are crazy and they're non-stop on you so when you're single it's easy just to be like, hey let's bang on the sofa right now and who cares <laughs> and then we'll just lay here you know just with right f- you have all day all day and we'll just watch a tv show we'll order pizza and you can't do that when you're married so i think when you end up having to kind of quasi schedule things it it's harder to make it spicy well it's super important once you have kids because i mean as a I stay at home with my kids all day long. And at the end of the day, I'm like, this is the only fun thing I get to do that's fuck my husband. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, my day yeah. has been exhausting. And this is this is the most fun I'm going to have all day long. Yeah. So get your shit together because kids are asleep. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way. That's what my wife will say. She's like, come upstairs, meet me in the shower. And in five minutes, we have a window. Like, let's do it. Exactly. Exactly. That's it's Nicole's more move. Important. It's more important now that you have kids and I don't know, if you plan on staying married a long time, which I think that's the point. Like, yeah. There's a whole bunch of different sex to, ha- to be had. And if you're not having it with your spouse, well, like, what the fuck? Right. No. You have to keep things, keep things interesting for the long run. And before we know it, we're going to be like super old and it's going to be, sex is going to be depressing. Maybe. I don't know. But No, I, I think you're right. When you get old, I mean, I guess in your so 70s, I guess it probably stops at some Doesn't point awful or maybe it's awesome i don't know I don't but know. well right now it sounds awful so i'm like let's get this done while while we're young yes there you go <laughs> uh all right evidently we're young still no we're very young i mean well i, I have friends that like to remind me that i'm not young anymore i mean i'm 34 for christ's sake and you'll probably be pretty close to that too I'm yeah 34. so yeah. i still feel young like i still feel like i'm a kid even though i'm a hundred percent not like i am fully now at 34 not on a cusp of anything. I am a man through and through, but I still feel right. like a kid. I really do. I feel su- I'm still intimidated by adults. Yeah. Like real grown ups. Not, I'm super intimidated by <laughs> Yes, adults. the notion of a real grown up. You are not a real grown up. I, I totally know what you mean. <laughs> totally know what you mean. Yeah, I get nervous. Like if a doctor who's older than me is like asking questions, I get kind of like, mm-hmm. like, Teenage, teenage Danielle, like a little bit weirded out of oh, how am I supposed to answer this? Is the right answer? I don't like I'm talking to a cop. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone's a cop. Yeah. Well, let's let's move on. So 
Let's do, you know what I've been doing lately on the show is this new segment that I don't know if anyone else likes, but I guess maybe the vain side of me likes. It's Dan's tweets you might have missed. <laughs> okay, I like this. So I tweet often and usually when I'm drinking all these drinks that we talk about and no one ever reads them or sees them. So I thought I'd share them on the show. So here's a couple from last week. And oh, Time Hop, which is fantastic if anyone, you know, who uses the internet socially, it's, do you use Time Hop? No, but your sister's always talking about it, and I like I pay attention to yours and your wife's and your sister's, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's something I should do. It's great. You should. It's just you install it on your phone, and then you hook up your Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and then that day, it'll show you what you tweeted, posted a year ago, two years ago, whatever, all the way back, like six, every once in a while I'll get a photo or a tweet that's eight years old, and oftentimes they make me cringe, but sometimes they make me awe. <laughs> So I think Facebook is getting in on that because I've been getting little alerts. Yes. Like, hey, like two years ago, you said this shit. Exactly. But that's only Facebook. So right. either way, Time Hop, it's a cool app. Everybody check it out. So I have a couple tweets that are old school that mm-hmm. I'm going to share too. So here's a tweet from last week. And this is one of my more popular tweets ever. It got 11 faves. Shut up. Which is 11. Per- pretty high for, yeah. for the danster. So it's here you go. The same people who were furious over Louis C.K.'s child molestation SNL jokes are now Josh Duggar's biggest supporters. So this Duggar thing is insane. And and nobody ever is surprised. Like, is this the least surprising thing you've ever heard in your life? No. I mean, you have 19. First of all, you have 19 kids. And the fact that not two or three of those kids are gay, just period. That's just the way it goes, like, right? Just statistically, statistically, at least one, at least one is gay, and at least one of them is going to be completely fucked up in the head and a child toucher. But my whole thing is I feel like the story is way bigger and deeper and weirder, and whether or not, like, the dad is in on something. I heard this crazy theory. Some of those kids might be kids from the kids. Shut I What? Yes. Is that even possible? I don't know. Maybe it was just some internet weirdom weirdo but but it could be possible that sound that that sounds maybe possible maybe Maybe, it is maybe we're assholes but that sounds like maybe something that would be not surprising either no it's maybe but the thing that's the craziest to me is people are supporting this family still yeah i know i saw that like all over christian groups or whatever right it's awful but why why okay can't you be christian on your own why just because these people are christian doesn't mean you have to support them well, and I mean, I saw a little bit of like backlash, like, hey, like, don't talk shit about this because the victims aren't protected because it's obviously his sisters. And you can tell like the years broken down who they could be. And now it's just like, right. now you see these pictures of these girls. and It's like, oh, that girl's molested by your brother. Like, that's awful. But totally also like maybe talk about it because this is not cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they feel terrible. And then they had to continue living with this kid. Right, right. I am. I'm not a like I'm not a religious gal at all. Right. Um, but this just strengthens my case. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's 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 maybe not bring God into this because you end up with 19 children and they touch each other. Yeah. I mean, so. ugh, it, it's just so sad. Yeah. I've been seeing all, Facebook is just the the best place to sort of find out who of your friends are insane and who of your friends' friends are insane. And the people that, like I said in that tweet, were so mad over Louis C.K.'s jokes about child molestation. So mad. 
are now saying, well, you know, he he repented and he's forgiven. Jesus forgives all sins. No, Jesus doesn't. Like, you normally hate people like this. You would never forgive somebody who touched your own kids or killed somebody. So why now all of a sudden is everyone so, you know, easy to forgive this guy? He never really served time. He never was punished for this. No. Well, and then I saw something that was like, well, it's not, you, you can't be a, uh, you know, a child molester by the law until you're 16. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. So, so you're just a creative boy. Like I, it was, it was a little. No. Insulting. Like, oh, okay. So two years earlier, you're just curious and weird, but 16 years old, you're a criminal. Right. No. Well, 14 is old enough. I mean, that's not a, like a seven year old looking at, you know, his sister's vagina. That's, no, that's, and like, it was multiple sisters, right? Like over a year. I mean, that is not curiosity. I mean, said it was like five girls and Ugh. one of which wasn't his sister. Oh, and that so, kid should be given the death penalty for Christ's sake. He is awful. He, is a, he has like, what he has like his fourth child on the way. Cause he's part of that same quiverful movement right. as his parents. Like, right. I'm sorry. Like I think people who have four kids are nuts. Like, yeah. This shit's hard. And then you have 19 and they're, I mean, you always hear that. Well, once you start having them, they, you know, they raise each other and it's this community. I'm like, I don't want, I don't trust my children to raise my other children. Are you no. kidding me? <laughs> Hell no. And this guy's wife apparently knew, which I think is a cover up. I feel like they're all trying to spin this as, hey, learn from your mispa- mistakes. I think like in, in creativity and in the world, people say fail. It's great to fail. Make failure. This is not like he <laughs> attempted art made a mistake, and he kept at it. He is a child molester. He's a pedophile. And he told his wife, then girlfriend, about it, and she stuck with him, which I think is crazy. I feel like if you come clean on this, it'd be very difficult for you to say, like, hey, I molested my sisters for a year. Let's still get married. Like, I I don't know. That'd be a tough road to walk. I mean, like, did he tell his wife when it was his girlfriend? Because they'd never even been unsupervised, like, as a couple ever. They had their first kiss, like, on the altar. Which is also fucking crazy bananas. Oh my god, that is just beyond. I, uh, I, I hope they're not right because we're all going to hell and we're gonna have to hang out with each other while they hang out in heaven. I don't. I don't. I hope they're not right with this. Shit. Me neither. Well, how suppressed and repressed of a kid are you? Where your first kiss with your girl that you marry is on the altar? Of course, you're gonna touch kids. Of course, you're gonna be like exploding all over with your hormones, and it's unnatural. So you end up doing the most taboo, weird thing ever because they're around you. Like, right. That's who's around you. I don't. I mean, like we have two boys, and so I think about like what what are we gonna talk to them about sex? La la la. Like, there's a lot to consider and. They're super young now, so I feel like we're really open-minded. As they get older, I'm going to have more, like, mom protect my, like, little boy, I don't know, feelings about it. Mm -hmm. But as it is now, I'm like, I want my kids to learn how to enjoy sex. I want them to understand sex education is not, like, the physics of sex, but a whole bunch of other shit. Yeah. And, you know, it's tough. I don't want my kids to think, well, you only have sex with people you love because I don't want them to, like, confuse infatuation or lust with love so that's like well i i totally want to do this girl and i'm 17 mm-hmm. i have i must love her so we're having sex like right i don't want that to be the case but i i also want them to be respectful and have all these you know smart attitudes about sex and that sounds awesome as a 
mom of boys. And right. then I think of like moms and dads of girls like this bitch right. wants her son to fuck my kids. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. It's there's a it's I'm sure it'll change as I'm older, but I think that kids should be kids. I think that kids who are 17, 18 should definitely be getting that out of their system in a safe situation right. so that they're not like completely repressed or feel like they have to like, you know, confess their love to somebody or marry somebody super young so that they can fuck them. Like, yes, that's, that's not, that's not smart. That's not, that's not good for business at all. <laughs> you and I grew up in Las Vegas where there's a huge Mormon LDS population, huge. Yeah. And I know guys that I guarantee you they're married and they're still married and they make it work because though that religion really sticks it out, whether they're miserable or not, they just grind these relationships to a nub. But I know a lot of guys that got married at 19, 20 because they wanted to fuck. Period. I mean, I just know that's why. Absolutely. That sounds awful. And yeah. Evidently, none of these ladies want to fuck once they get married. So I hope right. they got. I hope they got another system once when they were nineteen, because these girls with all these kids in their late thirties or early thirties are no fun. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> it's you know. And the other thing that drove me insane. This might have driven me the most insane about this whole Duggar thing is these Christian folks that are standing up for it are saying, "Well, what about Lena Dunham? Lena Dunham molested her sister when she was seven. Oh my God, that's crazy." Do you believe that there are you're seven and you're girls and right. there's nothing. I mean, it, we have kids and they're young and they're like interested or yeah. whatever. There's nothing sexual happening with that. Like no. they, don't even, they don't even know what they're doing. No, it, I, I, a seven year old looking at her sister's vagina versus a 14 year old touching and they don't even say what the touching was and <clears throat> not to be gross here, but I, I mean, I'm sure he was like entering them with his hands. Absolutely. I mean, he's 14 years old. Right. That's like mannish. Yes. Like you're getting there. Like, and these are little girls who have no idea what's going on. Now, like, of course, he's doing some disgustingly inappropriate shit with these kids. Right. But like, I don't even think a seven, like a seven year old boy wouldn't know what he was doing. He'd no. be like, you know, and we're talking about Lena Dunham. She's a girl. She's definitely not interested in her sister. Right. They're just being weird kids because kids are fucking weird. <sighs> It's it's very annoying. It's I, I think when I was 13, 14, you know who I, I one of my girlfriend was at that time? Do you remember a girl named Jessie McFall? Oh, shut the fuck up. Did you know that girl? Yes. I was very, very good friends with Jessie McFall when we were like 14, 15. Oh, really? Yes, when we were freshmen, yeah. That's too funny. Yeah, when we were in junior high, Johnson Junior High. Okay, so we went to different junior highs. Okay. So I met her in high school. You were friends with her. Gotcha. We, we broke yeah. up before I went to high school. <laughs> And she was like my first girlfriend. And I thought to myself, okay, I was 13, 14. What kind of moves was I trying to put on her? And I was all all make out. We made out crazy. And I think I did under the shirt, over the bra. But I was still at that time scared of her vagina. Like I was that, that was like a mystery that's, to me. Anything below the waist at like in eighth grade, that's, that's terrible. I mean, unless you were, I, I'm sure there were people that we were with who were pushing the envelope. Sure. But- that's scary shit. Totally. Like, and I, I'm pretty sure like when you first like breach that barrier, mm-hmm. you're like, holy shit, this is happening. This that is this release is this supposed to be happening or okay, whatever. This is what we're doing. Right. But I, I can't imagine that being the uh, okay. I, I'm not a child molester, so I have no idea what, what's going through some Duggar kid's brain yes. at 14 with his little sisters. But as a freaking normal 14, 15-year-old, it's scary to do that with 
somebody who's not related to you exactly at that same age exactly that shit's crazy all right we, let's move on i feel like yeah we, we could go down a, a what's getting our goat shame spiral here for an hour but yeah those people are awful but i do hope this guy gets some sort of justice i hope this family has like a day of reckoning or something because boy they deserve it so here's one other tweet now this tweet this is a classic tweet this one's two years old oh so okay. this one this one made me laugh people who say quote put a broom up my ass and i'll sweep the floor secretly just want a broom up their ass <laughs> so it, nice. that's a funny expression that my mom would say to me all the time which is <laughs> that's something that my my grandma says yeah or said yeah which is totally. funny okay great so yeah, your grandma my mom like let me just think <laughs> of putting a broom up my mother's ass like thanks for that visual mom I, that's what i need <laughs> oh boy i can't tell if that one got any faves so I'll just assume it didn't. <laughs> is there no, is there no like, no count from two years back? No, it doesn't show that. It doesn't show that. We weren't all super narcissistic back then <sighs> trying to figure out who liked our shit. I know. I guess so. Now that I have this <laughs> podcast though, I just, I need, I need the validation, I guess. <laughs> well, let's do a real treat. What do you say? Do you have something that you're digging right now yeah. that you want to share? I have, um, let's see. I have. Two real treats. Great. One, one is a real treat and also a goat. Mm. And and that is I just got a MacBook Air, which I've talked to you about. Yeah. Which is fantastic. And also, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's the most irritating shit I've ever done. And also, thank God I did this now before I'm 70 years old and having gross sex with my seven-year-old husband and trying to figure it out then. Right. With your old weird um, vagina and his right. scary it's penis fucking shit show i know but yeah that's what this mac is making me feel like i it's i'm super excited that we finally like switched over and it's been something i've always wanted to do and i'm like fuck it quickbooks doesn't i'm not gonna run quickbooks off of macbook this is a long time ago Mm -hmm. like 10 years ago and uh then it was like okay well okay this will be our last pc let's just go fucking buy one and then we'll switch next time and that probably happened like two or three times oh wow Finally, I was just like, that's it. We're done. And we just switched over. Like, I think we got our first, like, Apple product. We got a Mac, or I'm sorry, an iPad Mm -hmm. after we had our first son. So, like, three and a half-ish years ago. And then it was like, wow. Now we're getting iPhones. I know. That's the beginning of it. And I'm like, I can't believe this has taken so long to switch over. Yeah. it's, It's a little humiliating to not be able to work fucking laptop or do like the normal shit that I think I can normal trouble like I'm decent on a computer I think I'm not like a completely clueless person Mm -hmm. there was times where I was like installing my own sound card and video card and wow yeah no that's good because I needed to play games on my computer after college yeah (laughs) Um, so to be able to like you know pull off some mediocre shit to not be able to scroll on my freaking computer (laughs) I'm like, what is left click? Like, I'm having such a difficult time. Yeah. Um, it's a little, it's, it's some bullshit, but also exciting and we're happy about having it. You'll figure it out. I mean, you can set the trackpad to have right click be, you know, up in the corner and you'll get used to scrolling quickly and you'll feel like, boy, I was scrolling wrong before. Now I'm scrolling right. You'll get there. Don't worry. Just, just stick with it. We're getting there. Like it's, we got it on Sunday. So mm-hmm. it's, uh something i've always dreaded like learning and we all use macs like in elementary school right 
you know, and I remember playing like Oregon Trail and shit. And, um, but my mom, I don't think we've always had computers growing up. My mom was like super on board early on. Um, and so we always had gigantor computers and I remember running things off like DOS and having actual floppy disks and shit. Yeah. So, you know, what's up. So you, it's almost weird that you're having a hard time. It's almost too easy for it's, you. Maybe it's well, I, I just, just not used to it. Super not used to it. And my husband yeah. is really not tech savvy at all. I'm surprised to hear that. I always just assumed that. Because he's super nerdy. He should know. Yeah. Because he's, he's a nerdy guy. He just should be into that. He, but he's more like a math nerd, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Like he's like an Excel whiz and builds models and is a finance crazy person. <laughs> um, so he definitely has to get the hang of this because he's going to lose his mind if he can't. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. You, you mentioned your mom, and I forgot yeah. to bring her up when we were talking originally, that your mom is a psychic. Is that crazy? That's crazy. I mean, a lot of people may say like, oh, yeah, like I say, my wife's a photographer, and people say, oh, yeah, great. Everyone's a photographer. Right. When you say your mom's a psychic, people may think like, yeah, sure, whatever. What does that mean? She has a crystal ball, and she's a fucking gypsy with a gold she's, earring? She's like Miss Cleo. She's like Miss Cleo. Like, your mom is a psychic. Like, what is that about? Like, what? How did, how did she figure this out? And when did she say to herself she was going to do it for a living? So it's kind of weird. So I never really, I didn't talk about it in high school. My mom's been, it's like, this has been her job, her career for, I think, since I was 11 or 12, she switched over. Wow. Um, I've, obviously, she's been psychic her whole life. <laughs> but, sure. Um, and my grandmother is also super psychic, uh, but different. Hmm. And it's not like she's, She's not Miss Cleo. She doesn't have a crystal ball. It's almost I, like I, re- I describe her as like a professional best friend. So hmm. like if you were to talk to somebody and need advice, she kind of knows. It's like she knows the backstory and she really knows you kind of inside and out when you start talking to her. So it's just super comfortable and she can give you kind of all of this insight into your life without actually having to know you. Hmm. Uh, She's very intuitive. Right. It's just being super intuitive. And she would say that everybody's psychic. They're just not really paying attention to it. Or some people are better at being intuitive than others. Mm. Um, But she's known she's been psychic her her whole life. When she was younger, you know, when you're, when you're super young, you're, and you're, I guess, more intuitive than others or psychic, like it's, completely organic and normal and you don't realize that it's a big issue until you're older and people are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Crazy. Right. Um, but she, one of the stories like she's always told me is she, her grandma and grandpa, she was with like staying the night with them or something and they had a general store and she was like, you guys, it's going to get like robbed tonight. You guys have to like stay up late at night with your guns because your, your store is going to get robbed. And they're like, yeah, you're with, your kids are like, shut the fuck up and go to sleep. Right, go, sure. Calm down. Um, <laughs> I think my house is going to get robbed all the time, but I've learned that I'm just a weirdo and I just need to go back, go back to sleep. Right, it's fine. Um, so they wake up in the morning and the shop's robbed and and whatever. So she had her – her mom was, was – my mom was raised super Mormon. Like oh, wow. Crazy Mormon. So they were very much like, you're full of witchcraft. Like, shut your mouth. Yeah. So she kind of was always, she always kept it to herself. And my grandmother, as she got older, they left the church, um, kind of explored it a little more with my mom and her mother was, my great grandmother was also really intuitive. So it was more of, it wasn't like, Hmm. Hey, we're this crazy psychic family of gypsies. Um, it was more just like pay attention to these things and maybe speak up if it 
sounds important. So, um, my grandmother started on this is crazy sounding the Psychic <laughs> Friends Network. Do we remember oh, yeah. those? I remember that. Yeah, with Dion Warwick. So mm-hmm. when that became really popular in like the late eighties, early nineties, my grandmother was one of the original psychics, and there were like twenty. Wow. And then my mom, who was really like a go-getter, crazy, like baby boom mom, um, like real estate agent in Vegas, was tired of not being around me. And I had, I, I grew up with a nanny in the house instead of my mom around. Mm-hmm. Um, decided to give that up and stay home. And she started working on the Psychic Friends Network as well during its like heyday. And that's kind of where she started her business. And they were like some of the original psychics. And that whole thing is crazy. Like those people on that, like they would have like, like secret shoppers who would call and like test the psychics. Hmm. And so she like obviously was psychic. I I don't know. Obviously that's the right word. My mom's psychic, whatever. Um, and she would always pass with fine colors and they would be like, Oh my God, like, well, I'm, one of the secret shoppers are like, I actually want to talk to you and get more advice from you. And so that was, you know, the beginning of her career. And at some point she decided to leave probably five years in or so and take like, I guess a core group of her clients was about 10 ish, 20 ish people Mm -hmm. who called her on a normal, like a regular basis. And she's turned that into in the past. So I think she broke away from that about, 15 years ago and Mm -hmm. she just turned that into like she probably has 4,500 clients whoa oh bananas she works she used to work five days a week now she was complaining to me last week she's like I'm just trying to fit all of these schedules into three days a week so I can have a four-day weekend I'm like shut your fucking (laughs) mouth like are you kidding oh my god yeah so she works from home she's all over the phone um that's incredible three four days a week she has so many clients like ridiculous amounts of people she's booked months in advance sometimes man Um, yeah like she's she's got the hookup she definitely is is doing something right and i want to talk to her like at some point when she can squeeze me in i think it'd be fascinating to have her discuss something with me and i don't know not to say give me a reading or tell me when i'm gonna die because it sounds like that's not at all what it is that's not even something she could do so right and, and and she would be the first one to say like I can't give you a lottery number it's just not the way it works it's right it's more just it's like a professional best friend and we used to call her like a lifestyle consultant until <laughs> Martha Stewart and like Gwyneth Paltrow started calling themselves lifestyle consultants right. <laughs> but uh yeah she's just like really intuitive so if you're questioning something she can give you better advice than your friend because she doesn't really give a shit about you so she'll tell you what you think like what you need to hear yeah that's but, awesome yeah she has a lot of celebrity clients and she, kind of get in that pipeline and that opens up Mm -hmm. more and more and more crazy people. So, man, that's so funny. But what a job. I mean, that's weird. That's really not weird. It's not the right word. It's fascinating. I I kept it pretty like private in high school. Cause it's not like you want to be in the girl in high school with a psychic mom. Right. Like I saw the, I saw the craft. I know how witches are in high school. And that was super popular in high school. It was, So I did it? not need to be part of that situation. <laughs> and we went to school with a bunch of psychics or a bunch of uh, Mormons. So right, exactly. They would have burned you. It's not It's not good at all. But no, that's yeah, crazy. That's, it's weird. It's a It's a weird situation. So I was raised with all sorts of weirdness. Like That's good, though. Meditation and yeah. random shit. Yeah. That's all good stuff, though. Well, good for her. Good yeah. for her. Yeah, for 
pretty crazy. Well, one of these days, yeah. Uh, I, I I can't afford a celebrity reading, but if she could give me ten no, minutes, she, I I talked to her about it. I'm like, you should do like the show. Just give him a reading on the show, and, and she's like, maybe I'll do that. So when she's not super busy, there you go, pro bono. Yeah, she'd just she'd be into it. She's always looking for some reason to like get out there and do something and there something exciting and out of the box. So nice. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, let's get back. Real treat. Sorry to tangent there. No, so no. my real treat's silly. It's small. And I, I was thinking back like on the week, like what have I been doing or experiencing that I thought was fun? And it's a video game, which lately I've been having either food or video games, it seems. But there's this game. It's kind of old. It's called Monument Valley. Did you ever play this on your no, phone? No, I'm so jealous of anyone who's playing video games right now. Uh, pfft. Listen, I am beyond jealous. Playing a video game on my phone is not a real video game. Like, I should be playing Destiny, you know, that game Destiny Uh that uh everyone's loving. And I should be be spending three or four hours on a Saturday morning just playing video games like a fucking vagrant. Sounds amazing. I miss that very much. But when I'm laying in my bed for a half an hour before I fall asleep, I play an iPhone game. And this game is called Monument Valley. And it's like a puzzle game. It's beautiful. It's got great music. And I think it's like a buck or two. And it's totally, totally worth it. And it's something you can play with your children, too. So check out Monument Valley. You you should check it out, too. You'd probably get a kick out of it. I am so, like, out of the whole gaming situation. Well, what was it? Like, Eddie, a few weeks ago, his real treat was he finished up The Last of Us. Yeah. Which was such a good game. And I think we played that before I was pregnant with Locke or something, when there was time for us to like actually play a game together at mm-hmm. nighttime. And, or maybe like when Carter was awake and he wasn't paying attention, but now right. it's fucking children. four. Right. Yeah, my children. Yeah. Like he, he's four. Like he, I I know. Can't, we can't play The Last of Us with him awake. We'll like ruin his life. No, not at all. And not for a long time. Like there's plenty of games that I can't play yeah. in front of my kids and they're, nine and seven no like so. the fact that we played grand theft the last grand theft auto at nighttime like on our own and finished it in a reasonable amount of time just shows that we can operate with zero sleep yeah but, why not you need to make some sacrifices get your gaming back in girl so i remember early on or maybe your sister told me or we were talking you're saying something on the show about playing old computer games and how you used to play all the King's Quest games. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I was so into King's Quest. Yes. All those point-and-click Sierra games. Sierra games. Those were the best games ever. They really and were. I've always thought about it. I actually, this is so pathetic, when I used to work from home before we had kids and I would watch random shit mm-hmm. um, you know, to fill the time and I'm alone in my house so I need some voice happening in the background. Yeah. There's some playthroughs like on YouTube. <laughs> I watched like the entire playthrough of uh, King's Quest Four. I would watch like, that absolutely. Just, there's there's a couple of nerdy ass fucking guys who recorded themselves playing it on New Year's Eve, which is just sad. That's it was, it's more sad that you watched it. I, I guess. watched the whole damn thing. I would totally watch it. You know, I bet you can find them like as an emulator online. Yeah. You could totally play it. I feel like those are the kind of games I really want my own kids to play. That and. All those quest games, Police Quest, Hero mm-hmm. Quest, there was just sort of this golden age of point-and-click adventure games back then that they just don't really... They're just not popular anymore because why yeah. would a kid play that when he could play Call of Duty? Exactly. You know? But those games made me who I am. I really I, feel like they made me a better person. I feel like I know real struggle because I was trying to figure out those damn puzzles in King's Quest and you had to like yeah call a number in case you had to like... <laughs> could figure something out and then you right. like the 
the cheat books with like a red, like it had like a red card. Yes, Do you remember did. that? Oh yeah, those sort of like decoder. Yeah. Things. Yeah. And there were like the ones that fucked with you, like the questions that had nothing to do with the game to see if you were just going through mm-hmm. with the card, uh, checking all of the answers. Totally. And they didn't have anything to do with the game. And they're like, oh, we caught you. There's no whale in this game or something ridiculous. I totally remember those. Yeah. Those were, those definitely sh- shaped who I am. Ugh, good times. <laughs> well, it's not too late. You can do it. I should do it. And so in, in the time being, download Monument Valley. You'll get a kick out of it. Definitely. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much for filling in and chatting with me for a little bit here as we say goodbye and I'm playing a song as we walk you off. What what should I be playing right now? I have, I struggled on this. So I just kind of I've been listening to all my summer playlists because it's a thousand degrees in Vegas already. So yeah. um, this so I don't know if you've heard of Easy Star All Stars. They're mm. like uh, it's like reggae and they cover they covered Radiohead's OK Computer. Oh, cool. And it's like the entire like album for song. It's so fantastic. So the first song is um, Airbag, mm-hmm. which is, you know, obviously the first song of, off of OK Computer. And the entire album is awesome. And they did like Dark Side of the Moon. And I think they did Sgt. Pepper's. Like all of them are amazing. And it's Fun. like the entire album. So. Nice. I'm That's not a big reggae to. guy, but I'll give I'm it not, a shot. I mean, like outside of Bob Marley, this is about it. Mm-hmm. So, what were they called again? Uh, Easy Star All Stars. Easy Star All Stars. Yeah, All right. The album is called Radio Dread. Radio Dread. Of yeah. course it is. Nice. It's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. The whole thing is fantastic. Awesome. Okay. Well, great choice. I'm playing it now. Again, thank you so much, Danielle. I appreciate it for you no, coming on. Thank you. And I guess that's it. So here we are. It's episode 144. Of save it for the show thank you again for everyone who did buy a shirt like danielle i think they're coming soon i i feel like they're being printed now and i guess they should be coming within a week or so so when anyone gets one send me a picture of it and that will be amazing so i'm very excited about that and otherwise that's it so thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week mm-hmm.